The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Today on the show, we have Alex and Jacob from the Turf Wars podcast, a Mr. Producer production, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. How are you? Good. So Enjoying nice the day. to meet yeah. you all. Uh, Naylor told me you guys were coming, so uh, it's good to, good to see you. Tell us who you are. Good to be here. Jacob, tell them about us, bud. What? Tell them about the podcast. Yeah, about the podcast. Who you are, the podcast. Who we are. What, what brought you to beautiful Fairfield County, Ohio? He drugged me here. So yeah, he I, I drug him that. here. We're, we're just basically starting out our podcast. We're two, we're actually competitors yep. um, and serving the same service area, offering the same, mostly the same services. And yep. Kentucky? We, yeah, Ashland, Kentucky, Greenup, Kentucky. Yep. Uh, about two hours from here, so not a long drive for us. But we came today to learn and just kind of see how you guys do it, how the pros do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, we're, uh, we're on our seventh eighth episode right now just try to try to help out we we help out a lot of guys locally to us um trying to stop them from making the mistakes we made um we both got decent sized companies now and uh, you know people help me along the way so i'm trying to kind of spread that and i think jacob feels the feels the same way we would have daily conversations and i would always be like man we ought to record this you know exactly. what I mean? Like, this uh, would be good, gold. you know? Yeah. And uh, we talk all the time. And he's like, I don't know about a podcast. I'm like, let's try it. So we just get on there and yeah, rant. Tell, rant. Tell us yeah. about your uh, lawn businesses. What's the size and sure. how are uh, things going? I own a uh, lawn, lawn and landscape maintenance company. Uh, mm-hmm. We're primar- primarily maintenance. We do most uh, mostly mowing. Um, we're, uh, we've got about 14 employees in the summer uh, peak season. Wow, 14? Yep. We uh, we do five. We've got five full time mowing crews, uh, wow. one uh, landscape uh, crew that does maintenance, and then we plow snow in the wintertime. Wow, yeah. we got a firewood production that's been a yeah, that's been good for you. Catastrophic. Oh, come on, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it's worked, but uh, anyway, yeah, been in business since two thousand nine. Uh, learned a lot, uh, failed a lot, and uh, just trying. What to- have been some of your failures? Uh, how much time we got? <laughs> <laughs> I've been so close to bankruptcy so many times, it's unreal. But uh, failures of just uh, hiring the wrong people, uh, not putting the right, uh, not knowing my numbers, not, uh, you know, I grew up in a trailer, you know what I mean? I'm humble beginnings, you know. And uh, so I just worked hard and I thought, you know, I made the mistake early on of thinking more work would fix everything, you know what I mean? But uh, I'll earn your stupidity. That's right, and that's impossible to do. You know, I've tried. That. Impossible to do. I think yeah. we've all done that. I mean, yeah. that's very common. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so we're just, you know, we cut grass. And uh, my part of the podcast, I guess, I, I, on Instagram and Facebook, YouTube, you always hear guys saying, I'm getting out of the mowing. I hate mowing. I'm getting out of mowing. Well, we make a lot of money mowing. Mm-hmm. That's primarily 75% of my business. And uh, 
I like it. I plan to stay in it. And uh, so I'm going to write that down. That might be a title. I come in make to money, make a lot of money mowing. Yeah. <laughs> make a lot of money mowing. Yeah. We're just make Because everybody on, on my show says go to landscaping. Everybody says that. Um, and so we have somebody we saying it, it is a common money. thing. And I, I give him down the road all the time. Like, man, I wish we could not mow grass, not mow grass. I don't mean that. We do we do good mowing grass too, yeah. but but he does. When you got it dialed in, you know your numbers and you know your your costs and your your overhead and all that stuff. You can make some good margins mowing grass. If you have someone that can show up. Right? That's right. That's half the problem. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a lot of the problem. But it's it's like any business. You know, mowing is like uh, reputable, and so it's like uh, you know at the Toyota factory or whatever. You got the guy that puts the fender on the Camry every single day, and it's easy to replicate that. And yep. with landscape design and and install work, there's a lot more that goes into it. A big uh, multi-step project i was talking to a guy earlier and he was talking about how he wanted to get into hardscaping and he was trying to get out of mowing and i told him i said there's a lot can go wrong over a two or three week project and not you know when you're mowing grass you've got uh, a tall yard and the guy knows he's got 30 minutes to get it done he's expected to get it done in 30 minutes and he can see the results instantly that he you know he got that tall grass short as we like to say and on a long project, you know, you can have guys screwing off for, you know, two well, or three if days. If you don't know, you know your numbers, right. just the investment of the, the machinery. Absolutely. A 60-inch mower isn't that expensive sure. compared to a, a skid steer or some of the Absolutely. grander um, equipment that's necessary for yep. these hardscapes. And Caleb, we're at his beautiful shop here. He's He's got tw- two decades of learning to get to where yep. he's at now. Guys see this and they just like, oh, I'll just do that. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and they, they and they, see him not mowing and think that's that's the only way. That's not true. Well, a lot of guys will say, well, that mini excavator is going to fix my problems, or that that new truck's going to fix my problems. No, knowing your numbers are going to fix your that's problems. Good, you know. Yeah, that's it. There, so. There's no better advice I'd think than know your numbers, starting out or at any any size. Yeah. I mean, what uh, t- tell tell us about your business? Do, so, do either you all use Megan and Joey as your bookkeeper? Mm-mm, okay, no, that's who I do. They, they okay. always are saying know your numbers, but yeah, go, yeah, go tell no. us your story. Um, so I'm I'm <clears throat> doing about the same type of work Jacob is more landscape install, um, not much design build, maybe ten percent hardscaping. We do. I've got twenty twenty five guys peak season. Um, we're pushing almost three million in revenue. Three million. Uh, yep. Yep. So we've uh, been at it a little bit, but um, lawn treatments do a lot of lawn treatments, landscape. Uh, um, we like to landscape. We do about as much mowing as Jacob does. Probably not as profitable as Jacob is mowing. And I think that attributes to being kind of into a little bit of everything. So you might sacrifice some profit, which I feel we do because being into, you know, everything we, we're into. We Not to interrupt him, no, but we fine. do about 1.3, 1.4 in annual sales. So. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, being – we've helped each other get to there oh, yeah. and, and is what's wild. And we've seen steady growth, steady growth, and – um, we both utilize the H2B program, yep. which is huge for, it's about what, 75% of your employee mix yep. and, it and it's about 50% of mine. Can you explain what that is for somebody who doesn't know? I'll let sure. Jacob do that. He's been in it longer than me. Ooh, yeah. That's how much time we got. <laughs> uh, 2014, I started in the H2B program. Uh, we use a company called Moss Labor out of Virginia and they, uh, they're our agency that gets the visas and processes them and all that stuff. But, uh, the program is a, Temporary uh, worker, uh, what do they call that? A Exem- uh, exemption? Or no, not no, exemption. Like uh, it's a guest worker program. Visa. It's yeah. been around for a long time. Yep. And uh, you know, uh, it allows people from other countries like uh, Mexico, Guatemala, uh, that that sort of thing. They come over for ten months at a time, and then they go back home, and then they return the next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's basically, temporary citizenship. They come work. They pay taxes. They. Yep. Um, they're legal. They a lot of them can drive based off a, a driver's license from their home country. Yep. Uh, as long as they don't overstay a year. Um, 
for us, it's been it's been awesome. It's been a huge. You got ten guys that show up every day. Um, even we'll try to work when they're sick. Because if they if they slack off or don't, you have the authority to turn them in, and then they can Abs- get deported. Absolutely. So and they I, have an yeah. incentive to they show do. up. Yeah, they, they do. do. Well, their incentive is that they're making ten dollars a day where they come from. Yeah, Guatemala, right, or wherever. Right yeah. now they're and making, they're making what, 13, thirteen, fourteen dollars an hour. An hour, and they're. I told on Caleb's show earlier. Uh, I was talking about there's a local refinery that uh, is in our area. You know, it's a they make produce you know fuel and gas and all the guys i went to high school with that was the big goal they wanted to go there and work you know they make 45 dollars an hour or whatever this is those guys refinery job you know what i'm saying because yep. you know it's actually better because 10 bucks a day versus 15 you know what i mean right I mean, it's way better but now, it is a big investment it's not just yeah, you sign not, up for this program and everything's there's a lot of gravy. legal leg, legislative or however you say that word a lot of, a lot the, of red tape the, and stuff like that to go through and then you gotta you know transport them here you know fly whether they're flying driving on a bus yep. um with h2b you don't have to provide their you know pay for their housing um h2a is a different program like that where you would have to pay for housing it's for agriculture agriculture yeah and they can't go do like say like landscape installs if they're h2a okay um but they don't get overtime and you do have to provide their housing i'm not i'm not really up on h2a yeah Yeah. h2b is what we utilize what we use and it's for the seafood industry utilizes it hospitality utilizes it uh, landscapers obviously utilize it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may be a few other seasons. So, do they speak any English, or do you guys know enough Spanish to? Um, you got to, you know, between Google Translate and you know, yeah, sign language. You can no. Uh, some guys will, you know, some guys will speak English and Spanish. I have a couple guys that do. Uh, my guys have been coming over since 2014, though. You know. Um, but uh, and some of them have grown in Spanish, you know, yeah, or, English. and English. I mean, yeah, English. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So you've watched that transition. Now they their English has a redneck accent like mine. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm yep. teaching them how to talk. You are, Kentucky. you are John yeah. Wayne's I Kentucky, call him, so. Kentucky slang. But yeah, but, uh, you can get guys that come over, and you can make one of your qualifying factors. They are bilingual. Yeah, um, and they try to fit that. If if you don't have your own guys recruited, like you know who you want, your so lawyers you can request. Can, I I want Cheque or Alberto be, or. Yeah, and it's not careful. perfect with yeah, that. The program's not perfect at all. Oh, it used it's to be, broken. It used to be pretty good. Uh, we, have you ever done a fly-in where you went into Washington and, and at the, the mm-hmm. SEA conference? Oh, for, to lobby? Yeah, to Basically, lobby. No, I've never done that. We went one year. and uh, But anyway, uh, rabbit hole. But uh, <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. <laughs> but uh, anyway, like I said, it's there's not enough visas. There's 66,000 allotment for uh, different dates of need, like April 1st dates of need is what we would qualify for in the lawn care industry because, you know, you start in April and you quit in October or November. That's when your season in ends. Kentucky, not in Atlanta. No, yeah. but in Kentucky. Yeah. I understand. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but do you guys work twelve months a year in Atlanta? For the most part, okay. Yeah. But so, you, you don't mow all year, but you're you're doing a lot of your seasonal pruning and, and cleaning up leaves, and you can easily do. You could work someone year round in Atlanta for okay. sure. We're pruning sure. crepe myrtles, rose bushes, leaf cleanups. Next thing you know, it's time yep. to scout the. We, I'm jealous. We have yeah. Bermuda turf and zoysia, mm-hmm. yep. which is warm season turf. So you actually right. scalp it down to a half of an inch, but before the beginning of the season. So there's a lot to do to yep. do a full year. But anyway, yeah, I'm just saying my audience isn't all in Kentucky. Sure, so yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. Anyway, and the above the. Whatever the southern Mason Dixon, <laughs> <Mason-Dixon. laughs> yeah. Uh, wait a minute, we're below the Mason Dixon, ain't we? Uh, you're you're the brain. Like, so. I sound like I am. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I think uh, you're right. I think it goes right. Kentucky's yeah. like a right in the middle. I think. I don't yeah, know. Anyway, we should probably know we, that. We I don't know. Anyway, let's get back to what we were talking about. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, they're here temporary, and there's a lot of scrutiny over that program. 
because uh, there is only 66,000 visas, so there's a more of a need. I think last year it was like 400 some thousand that was requested for visas. Oh, wow. And yeah. used to, there used to be a thing called worker, uh, returning worker exemption. So if a guy came and he worked for three years for you, he didn't get in trouble, everything was good, he didn't count against that visa cap. Uh, but now they've done away with that with uh, Donald Trump done away with that. Anyway, uh, I'm not sure political. if that was if that was it, it in was his not, administration. Well, right before that. Okay, know, but okay. Anyway, uh, so but it's a lottery system. So let's say you, like you depend 75 percent of your workforce yep. on that. If he wouldn't get his guys, now he's got to replace 75 percent of his workforce. So it's not an a fix all. No, it's not a. And fix you all. can't depend on like I I feel like you almost overly depend on it, and I'm getting yep. to that point. Yep. We uh, we lobby for you know H two B reform, uh, but and pay you know. We invest in that. Some companies that, that lobby for it uh, because it's a good thing for the for businesses like ours. Um, but I don't know. Like it's a big investment. Uh, it's not something that you're gonna just uh, you know you can't like call today and get guys next week. Like you're gonna have to call today and you might get you might get on the list to get guys next year in 2024. Yeah. Um, but. I don't know. It like I said, if they could returning worker exemptions important. If they could get that back into like you know the lobbyists could get that back into play, that would be great. Uh, but uh, right now it's a lottery system, like Alex said, and they usually take like uh, you know they'll take Paul, Alex, and Jacob, and basically they just close their eyes and pull your name out of the hat, and you're like Paul's in A, Alex is in B, and Jacob's in C. Well, if you're in C, D, or E, you're probably not going to get your yeah, guys. You see that C in an email from mm-hmm. from them, and yeah, your, your stomach like, drops a little know, bit. Yeah, so. You get a little sick. So, yep. Have you ever got a C, or you're always A or B? Uh, no, I've got in 2020. We didn't get our guys. Yeah, that was oh. the worst year of business I'd had. Oh, I guarantee, you, I, I couldn't yep. imagine it. And not only for the fact you're not getting work done, but your guys have been coming since 14. Mine since you 16 get the same batch. Yep. Yeah, I've got I've got uh, five and five, five from the Dominican and five from Mexico, and I've been getting the same one since six, same guys since 16. And they become family, and you know that they depend on this job. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had a year where, like COVID, it wasn't that we didn't get them because of lottery, just because COVID. Well, I had a batch of them. The guys they waited for eighteen months. They could have gone to another another company wow. and worked, but they stuck it out with me. And these guys truly are like family, and so and we know what their what our job means to them back home and their family. So it's really an emotional, it's an emotional thing, but um, it's it's awesome. I mean, I, I love my guys. I love all my guys, but my they they always have a good attitude, always thankful to be there, an attitude of gratitude. I mean, and it puts a smile. You know, when I'm feeling down, I've worked six straight days. You know, 13, 14 hours, it gives me a spark. Well, even there's a lot of Guatemala, uh, Guatemalan workers in Atlanta, and like Caleb teaches, as the owner of the business, your second and third employee is only going to do probably eighty percent as good as you. Like we have to set sure. the. We have to set the standard because they're not going to care as much as us. But I'm telling you, some of them Guatemalan boys, they run circles around me. And like, because they just, they make, they put me to shame. And I'm like, that's the same. I'm the owner. Mm -hmm. And they're just. Uh, yeah. Attention to detail and work and hustle and the, the stamina. Yeah, it is. It is. They crazy. make you feel guilty for taking a break. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. you got to take a break. But oh no, come, <laughs> come on, vamanos. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and and that's great. You know, and um, they take care of us. We take care of them. I try to take care of all my employees. But it's just to me, I think the attitude that they have is just so inspiring. And, you know, you see where they come from and what life is like at home. And you, you feel like, man, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, we're making some money, but 
there's 10 guys that got better lives because of what I'm doing or what we're doing here. Yep. And that's, that's We've huge We've got guys to me. that have built uh, houses now, like Miguel. He's mm-hmm. from uh, Chimatanango, Guatemala. Okay. And, Never uh, been there. Me either. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to go, though. Yeah, for but sure. anyway, uh, yeah, he's, he's building a new house. He's actually started a tomato uh, company down there. They produce, like, thousands of tomatoes. He's got guys working there while he's here. You know, yeah, and that's, cool. that's awesome. A couple pretty of my cool. guys, one of them has, a, uh, like, a liquor and convenience store type deal. Yeah. That his uh, cousin, they sell cigars and stuff yep. like that, that he runs for him while he's gone. Get and us he's, some of them cigars. He brings them to me. He oh, brings yeah. them, but I he's like able that. to do that because of what he's doing here. Yep, yep. So it's, but it's really not cool. To, uh, not to say that they don't spend money. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of scrutiny with this program. Unless, you know, they're not just pumping all their money into the economy back in Guatemala or Mexico. They spend money while they're here. They pay rent while they're here. They pay uh, payroll tax while they're here. They they spend money at the local grocery stores, at the ga- convenience stores, yes. you know, just like everybody else, you know. And so they're paying taxes, and, and it's important for the local economy as well because if guys like us don't get those guys and we can't provide, you know, we're pump- if, you, if you're making, if, you, if your gross revenue is, you know, whatever it is, $1 million a year, mm-hmm. then your local economy is getting $1 million of revenue pumped into that economy. Well, when you're you talking about I mean? taxes and, you know, our payroll can be seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollars a year. Right. But if you right, look man. at, you know, okay, I'm grossing a million and I'm, I'm making 20%. Okay. Well, that means $800,000 gets spent at your dealerships, at your gas, you know, who you buy fuel off of your parts, everything. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in a small town Talk where Korea. we're from, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, he, and I think his point is you get some, sometimes you get a little bit of local backlash, like, oh, why are you, why well, you taking even, work away from Really? Our, it's a national backlash because- yeah. Uh, the administration we have now uh, wants to, you know, they're real strict on, they would rather, okay, let's not go down that road. Yeah, now. yeah. But, I so, get, but I, what I'm saying is, <laughs> you know, um, oh, he's, he just pays those guys nothing. So you'll yeah. get that common misconception when they're making a, 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 well, a the, government sets the The thing wage. is, in Atlanta at least, they, they are better workers than your average Jordan. I would say that is true 95% of the time. Yeah, Absolutely. like they, they, yeah. They, they perform better. There's just no way around. 95% of the yeah. time, that's what you're going to find. I've got some I've got some guys that have been with me a long time that can work right with them, but for the most part, one-to-one, you're getting you're I'm getting a little political, I guess, as you could tell, but um, not to get political, but if you put it like this, if in your country, if you didn't work, you didn't eat, you'd work hard too. Yeah. I mean, oh, if there yeah. was no help, you know what I mean? In this country, we're blessed. We have, you know, we live in a great country where you're, you know, there's a lot of help out there if you're, if you get sick or you, you know, you get, the government will help you with assistance. And that's great. I'm all for that. Um, but not too much of it. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're, they're working to survive. They're, they're not really working to thrive. I think um, you're preaching the choir on this show. Well, I don't okay, know. Guys, don't know guys, guys that are listening are small <laughs> business owners that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to, like, you know, I don't know what we can talk Man, about. Man, you're, can, you're but, timid over there, buddy. This ain't what I heard on the car right here. Well, you know, I don't know. We're on this man's show. <laughs> yeah. You know? No, I get you. I get you. Just being respectful. But, yeah. but no, it's it really is something that uh, if you're having trouble, now you got to make an honest effort locally, and they the system makes you do that. You have to Absolutely. advertise, interview. Yep. You have to first so try to hire people locally first. Yes. Yep. So, but I've talked to a few guys, and they're like, "Man, I want to pick your brain about that." And and I don't want to sell it as like a fix all because it can, if you don't structure right, like as far as depending on those guys, it can make it tough on you. You've had the tough year, yep. and COVID year was tough on us, but it's definitely something to look into. But it, it's just a small part of everything. You got to have yep. if you just bring these guys over, and you got a broken system for them they're going to struggle there too right. you know so it's you got to bring them into something structured and yeah. and uh, know what you're doing know your numbers 
Know your numbers. Know your numbers. <laughs> you mentioned know your numbers. Can you elaborate as a, as a $3 million a year business? What, what does that mean to you to know your numbers? Um, I think it just means that, uh, you know, you said something really great earlier that you can't outwork. No, he said that. You, know, you can't out-earn your stupidity. can't out-earn your stupidity, yeah. yes. And that's huge because it's always like, well, I can afford it. I'll, I'll get more work with that. I'll do this. And you get caught in the – you get – bigger as a company whether it's your size my size you know and you get so focused on you sell the jobs you get the jobs done if you don't know what you're making on those jobs i don't care if you're bringing in sixty thousand dollars a week is it profitable i mean are you just turning money over and we've been there both of us have been there where we were oh we're making money now you get down to the brass tacks and you really realize what it is you learn real fast that um you're not making as much as you think um we talk about this on our show constantly mm -hmm. like it's probably we talk about it every episode yeah and just knowing knowing where you're at because there's no emotion in numbers numbers i mean they'll make you emotional but there's no num there's no emotion in numbers if you don't know them you're you're cruising for a bruising i mean it's uh I feel like the bigger you get, the more at risk you are, no matter if you're over leveraged or you're, you're debt free, the, you know, mistakes are amplified. Um, time is amplified. You know, you got 15 guys standing around. I got 25. You right. multiply that times 12 minutes a day. You're right your long. margin. Say goodbye to disorganized and inefficient business management. Upgrade to Jobber, the field service management software. Streamline every aspect of your business from quoting to invoicing. Impress your customers and increase your productivity. Start your journey to success with Jobber now at getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. You're out there in the field mowing lawns, making money, working hard. But for every dollar you make, you're worried. Worried that you spend too much, worried that you won't make payroll, or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. Ready to take control of your finances and grow your business? Look no further than the Know Your Numbers e-training program. From streamlining your billing process to understanding your operational cost, this course will provide you with the foundation to succeed. Many green industry podcast listeners have already benefited from this program. It's time for you to join them. Get started now at greenindustrypodcast.com and finally make the money that you deserve. Um, you have to mind your P's and Q's even more so than when you're when you're kind of um, coming up and you know one or two trailer operation. I feel like you can recover quicker there because it's not such but a I big. I think if ball. guys will start when they're at the one truck operation, two truck operation, if they'll start knowing their numbers, then it's so much easier to replicate that uh, when you go from two truck, three truck, four truck, whatever. And uh, you know because. Why would you want to grow if you're not making money doing what you're doing? Well, and then you get on Instagram or whatever and YouTube and this guy's got a new mini X and he's like, oh, it's got a tilt rotator bucket on it. Oh, it's cool. It's going to fix my life. Yeah, right. You right. know what I mean? You're not making any money. At a what certain point, doing? it's a good investment. Sure. But, but, but it has it to make sense. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, I think we were talking to a gentleman early, Eli, who's mm-hmm. a very smart guy. Yeah. And he's still at that smaller size. And, I, and our, we were telling him, hey, start with a CRM now. Start developing systems. Start. Yep 
you know, take control of your numbers now while it's a lot easier. It's a small little fire that you can contain versus just a rager that where you get so big and you're just feeding the beast. You're robbing Peter to pay Paul. And we're not perfect by any means. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to say that, but I think we got a grip on what we need to do. Now it's just continue to do that daily and and things evolve you know contracts get bigger at this size so winning and losing them means a little more um but yeah just as as someone who's been all different sizes now you know been in the field been to all this stuff it's just all you know structure and operating procedures but but start that as soon as you can even if you think gosh this is overkill why am i why do i have you know a handbook I've got me and two other guys. Why do I have a handbook? Well, because it's easier to to really have that handbook that's workable and not just words on paper. If you started at two guys rather than then you got ten, then and you, then those guys also the two then train your next two then train your next two, and you know we were late to that party, and, and it's it's hard to enforce that now. We try and, and it's we get run over sometimes, yep. and you know if my advice to these guys after all this would be. You know, overdo it early. Get your CRM to where it is. You know, we're still probably using, we use Service Autopilot, and I think Jacob does too. We're probably only using 25% of its capability. If we would have started sooner with that, and I'm not sure they were as easy to use and around back early on, but if we would have started that sooner, it would have been a lot easier to keep up with and to really use to its full potential. So really just overdo it. You know, don't be afraid to think oh well i'm not i'm not there yet but be professional from the beginning you know uh, there's so many things i could say but just me too you just Uh, knowing your numbers numbers and knowing your system is what you need understanding that checkbook accounting doesn't work if you've got you know just because you got fifty thousand dollars in the bank or ten thousand dollars in the bank that doesn't mean you got ten thousand dollars you know that money's got to go to future purchases materials and supplies in the spring uh payroll whatever it is and uh you can't you can't base purchases off of the how much money you got in the bank. Oh yeah, you know I mean? that's that's dangerous that's way. Not, that's and we've all been there. Absolutely, I've done yep. that. Um, you know, um, uh, the competition just times. bought this new truck. You know, I need a new truck. No, yep. you don't need a new truck unless you need a new truck. You know what right. I mean? It's not. You know, I'm going to save money on my taxes. I'm going to go buy a new truck. What? No. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, you that's know? a big common misconception. I think is the the way 179 section 179 is used. Um, but learning, always be learning. We are learning here today. I've learned more. Oh, talking to that guy earlier, man. That talking was, to everybody yeah, here. Sure. There's always something. John Pajak? Yes. Sir. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's smart. great. What a what a nice guy. And just, yeah. you know, learning from, I talked to Pat for 25 minutes. Another great guy. You know, and you just soak it in and you learn. When you quit, when you quit thinking you need to learn, you're done. You don't know it. It, it doesn't happen like that. But when you quit, my my crap doesn't stink, and you're you're done. You're done. you're done. I mean, it's just there's always something to learn from everybody. From you know, a guy you just hired, you may learn from him just like you do from anybody. So, um, staying hungry is huge. But if you but you'll get a lot less discouraged if you can stay organized from the beginning. Organization is efficiency. That's in my company. I've written that down probably 20 times on paper over the winter because that's what we're focusing on is, is if, you know, organization is going to lead to more efficiency. It's going to lead to a couple points of profit. And those at this size, those numbers are huge, huge. So, yep. you know, it's a, it's, there's a lot. I mean, I could go on this for This is like hours, drinking water from a fire hose. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm excited about it because I've lived it. It's been my life yep. for the past and you have too. And yep. you have to, we all have, it's been our lives for a long time and it's, it's our baby, you know. It's what it's what we do. So, yeah. some. So, what do you think, Paul? 
how did you guys get connected and how, uh, get the podcast rolling? And how, and get, how did Mr. Producer get involved? I don't know that part of it, but um, he was like doing kid contractor and you. So basically on the podcast, you. you it was my co- idea. Yeah, you mentioned it. I had the yeah. stuff to do a podcast just. So like, we've been friends forever. What, since what, 2014, 15? Yeah, but we were competition in 08, you know, coming sure, up. Yeah. But yeah, and we're then, still competition. Right. We didn't really know each other, and then we got close and started talking and realized I, you didn't hate me. Right. And I didn't hate you. You sure you don't hate me? Not not right. publicly, <laughs> but uh, but no, and then you want to do the podcast. Like, I don't know. Who's going to want to hear from, from us, too? And then I got to looking at some of the guys' sizes of the companies and what they've been through. Um, and say, hey, you know, we may have something of value to add. Um, it's not a making money thing. We're paying out of pocket for all these episodes. And I think I saw a lot of Mr. Producer stuff and the quality. So I didn't even, to be honest, look anywhere else. I, I know that, you know, the top guys are pretty much using Mr. Producer. And I said, Jacob, Jacob, we're going to use him, you know, as long like, as we can afford it. How much does it cost? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a so, lot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we've never even been on the phone with him. We just said, hey, he's producing these great shows. And You never talked to the guy? Not on the phone. I thought you was running a tight ship. You also thought these headsets were like 60 bucks. I don't know so. anything. <laughs> he's a, he's a 200. Yeah, PHS one. Two, 219, that's what we have. Yeah. And he was like, we need to get another one of those. It's about 60 bucks. I was like, yeah, something like that. I, I ordered it. Don't worry about it. I don't know. He <laughs> just bought me. that same new board. He's like, hey, you owe me money. I'm like, okay, here's a check. I don't know. I mean, but, no, we have a great relationship, and it yep. has benefited us um, immeasurable amounts. Yeah, I we've mean. been able to grow by being friends in the same area and the same, you know, by being competitors, too, because we can utilize each other's equipment. Uh, we can, you know, if he needs an extra skid steer for the day, he can come and get mine. If, you know, I need a, an attachment that he may own that I don't own, I'll come and get his. I mean, we're in, not even on that side, the, the, the knowledge of, uh, sitting down together and looking at each other's, uh, not that we look at each other's contract numbers, but like looking at our P&L sheets and saying, how yeah. much did you spend last year in repairs and maintenance on trucks? Mm-hmm. Oh, 30000 Well, I was at 28000 Well, you're considering we save? A, a, new, a new piece of equipment or I think Absolutely. it was a skid steer. We yep. talked about on the way here, and he said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, well, by the time we get back into town tonight, you'll know what you're going to do yep. because we'll talk it through. And, yep. and we're not saying you can trust everybody in your local market, but it doesn't have to be in your local market. Find someone that is a mentor, but, yep. but it needs to be a value exchange. So, I, I say this all the time. There's somebody probably on your customer list that you're mowing grass for that own that maybe retired and owns an HVAC or owned an HVAC company or owned a plumbing company or something. He would love to mentor you mm-hmm. and just that you know ask them. You know what I mean? Like, yep. hey man, I'm I'm having, I'm struggling here or whatever. They, those guys they eat that up. I eat it up. Yeah, no, because I mean? there's been I'll, men that's helped me. Right. No, you know? and I like helping people, and you know we don't ask for anything and um, don't plan to ever. You know, but uh, but just. Like I said, it's kind of like we've always been talking. We said, man, this would make great podcast material. Mm-hmm. If people could hear this, um, it's real. And I mean, it's, it's real. Yeah. It's, our, it's ugly. Our, our podcasts are just like we get on there and just spitball. Yeah. It's, the guys listening right now, they want to know what the name is. How can they how can they follow right now? They're, they're like, man, this is gold. I got to listen to these guys more often. It's uh, Turf Wars. It's on Apple yep. and Spotify. Two words, Turf, Turf Wars. Wars podcast. Um, we have Instagram. He's at. Crider Lawn. Crider Lawn 09. Here, let me follow you right now. Okay, and we're, we're uh, at Brown Landscape Management. Um, we're on Facebook, too. Our same. show drops on Tuesdays. Spell that one more time. What's that? Crider. Uh, C-R-I-D-E-R. Lawn 09. Crider. Crider. Crider Control. Crider. Crider Lawn. Crider's. No, just Crider. Jacob Crider. Yeah, that's me. All right. I mean, maybe. There's probably more follow, than one. Follow your... your that, that looks like you. That is me, buddy. Good stripes. So there's sure. actually right, a funny story you. that we've never talked about, but 
Come oh, yeah, you hold on one second. Why won't yeah. follow you before I forget? Brown uh, at Brown Landscape Management. Yeah, on Instagram, and it'll just be our uh, logo, I believe. Landscape. That's me holding my new baby girl. Management. Congratulations. Yep, Alex Thank Brown. You. Okay, so That's now it. I'm following yep. both y'all on Instagram, and then you guys listening right now, um, go to Apple where you're listening to this, or, or Spotify, and follow uh, Turf Wars. Yep. yep. All right. Yep. So continue. So we. I've, I've, I think this was what thirteen. I sent you that email. Yeah. So I was I was just you know a couple tr- couple trucks. Me and me and the guy that's actually my operations manager now, mowing. And so I was looking to grow. And you know you're on lawn, this back in the day on lawn site looking yeah. looking at acquisitions all this stuff. I was a big guy, right? So <laughs> I sent Jacob an email and. And boy, it's embarrassing now, but it's great. <laughs> but I had been in business since '09. Oh, you so were like, already—you had like five trucks. You were the man. You no, know what I'm I saying? Wasn't the man. Like still not to the me, man. you know. And I'm a moron. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> but uh, so I sent him an email, and I'm like, "Hey, Jacob, would you would you be interested in me buying you out? Basically, just out of the blue. Don't know him. I don't even know if I've ever seen you at this point before, right? right? So, and you were like, well. No, like what, what kind of equipment do you have, and do you have contracts? Maybe you can come. You wanted me for, to buy you? No. Oh, really? I wanted to buy you. You can buy me right now. No, no thing. But anyway, okay. so then I go into this spiel about <laughs> what all, and it's like a Ranger. It's like a, my '98 Ranger pulls a four by twelve dual gate tray. I mean, it, I'm I, like, I I'm reading this. It. I'm like, who's gold. this idiot? You know? Yeah, and he and he's like, well, <laughs> you know, maybe you can work for me. So, and then it never went anywhere. And yeah. like, you know, that was 13. So here we are, what, 10 years later? Yeah. And, we're best and friends. Best right? friends, and yeah. both both got good sized companies. But it, it was just funny because I kind of we kind of came out of nowhere when we right. were mowing. I mean, you're like, who's this? Who's, who's this, this weirdo? Who's you know what I mean? Weirdo? And uh, <laughs> it's been it's been fun, but uh, it's our life. It really is. You yep. know, when you're in when you're in lawn care, uh, it, it's your life. What's so. one piece of advice you give the guys who are just starting out? Oh wow, put me on the spot. Yeah, you, 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 well, you know, you million these million multi million dollar companies. A lot of guys are listening right now. Sure, they're, they're at that one crew. Mm-hmm. You know, they're 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 scratching their head. Should I hire another guy and start two crews? Like, that's where most people listening are right now. So what's your advice to guys that are just starting out? Uh, if they're just starting out, uh, that would that's a deep question. But uh, if they're married, make sure that your wife and your spouse, you know, is on board with everything that's going to happen because it's going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna, It's not going to be easy. You're going to, you know, especially guys that are jumping over. I see a lot of firemen that jump over and or you know whatever they may work a nine to five or whatever and it's not going to be that for a while you're going to be working you know 60 70 hours a week and i was when i started i was i was married but we didn't have kids so it was a lot but it was tough you know so make sure your wife's on board um know your numbers yeah that's Um, yeah and uh i don't know man faith in god that's important it's a big one you know i'd say obviously know your numbers have a purpose and and a huge thing that we hear a lot is just do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. Show up and do and communicate and do what you say you're going to do. And I'll tell you what, you will, you'll win market share a lot of the time just by showing up. Yep. So that's, that's, that's good. Yep. That's we, we, we struggle with that even <laughs> to this day, but, but just, you yep. know, do what you say you're going to do. Yep. I agree to that for sure. Yep. yep. Cool. All righty. Well, again, shout out how people can connect with you. At Turf Wars Pod. No, at Turf Wars. Two yeah, at, words. At, at Turf Wars on Instagram. And uh, Turf Wars Podcast on uh, Apple and Spotify. And then yep. at Brown Landscape Management and at Turf Wars on Instagram. And what's and your tag? At Crider Lawn 09. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Well, what? It's great meeting you guys, you Mr. Too. Producer. I just, this all hit me uh, last night. Naylor's like, hey, have you ever heard of Alex Brown? He's got a podcast. And he, he uh, he's like, he's Mr. Producer Network. I was yep. like, I can't keep track of Mr. Producer. <laughs> 
doesn't I work know. anymore. I know. I used to know it was like Caleb yeah. and, and Fullerton and me and then Naylor, and now it's like. Yeah, he, that guy's everywhere. Mr. Yeah, because he does, he does what he says he's going to do, and he does a That's good job. Right. does a great job. And he yep. has market share. And just simple. Like right. Simple. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, easy, it's to a work easy with. process. Yep. Very helpful. So, yep. cool. Fantastic. Well, th- I'll let you guys go do your thing. Thanks for sure. uh, stopping hey, thank by. We appreciate you. Yeah, longtime listeners. You need to increase your prices to earn more but you better do it correctly or your customers will become unhappy. You want to discover the proven method to easily increase your prices? I've assembled the Price Increase Letter Template. It's a plug-and-play document that will allow you to inform your customers in the correct way so that they understand why and will gladly accept your price increase. You can pick up the Price Increase Letter Template today at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.